It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, let's open up the mailbag here and get some listener questions. If you want to feature uh, a question on a show, you can certainly do that by going to acolerealty.com using the contact form and let us know that you have a question for the show. Brent over in Cary has our first one of the week and says, I'm thinking of using an adjustable rate mortgage to buy my next home in order to get an initial lower interest rate. But I know these were a big issue during the housing crash in 08, and the rate can go up in the future. Are these mortgages becoming more common among your buyers? And how do you typically advise those who are evaluating these? Yeah, Brent, that's a wonderful question. And actually, we're seeing that the adjustable rates um, locking in there is becoming a lot more attractive. I know recently with looking at state employees credit union and others, of course, offer adjustable rates, but locking in in the threes and at max, it can only increase 2%. Well, 2% is putting us at the kind of customary rate that others are seeing or offering more in the fives. So, you know, I, I am seeing a lot of people go the route of getting an adjustable rate mortgage lock, because again, the interest rates where they have spiked a little bit into the fives, if you can lock in at a th- around the threes, knowing that, hey, in maybe five to seven years is going to balloon, you're still, you know, where we're at currently in the market. Yes, if interest rates do then dip down, you would be more than likely, of course, having a higher interest rate than where we're at in the current market state. But for right now, it could be a smart rate way to go. So I'd look at all your options, kind of compare apple to apples and take it from there. It's a great question. Thanks for sending that one in, Brent. I can certainly see that attraction. Uh, It's just got to be prepared for that fact that, you know, a couple of years from now, that market or that adjustable rate can certainly uh, kick into, you know, come back and bite you if you're not ready for that increase, right? That's what happened in in 08, or at least one of the factors there. So right, um, right, exactly. Go into that with eyes wide open. And that's a great reminder, men. Again, the show presented by Jonathan Ellis with Cornerstone Home Lending. Might be a great idea to talk to Jonathan about some of these types of questions as well. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into the numbers and what all the different consequences are and what kind of mortgage is best for you, Jonathan helps guide people through that conversation and decision every single time So uh, that he works with them. So if you want to get in touch with Jonathan, again, an easy way to do that is text the word SAVVY to the number 21,000. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. And what you can do, uh, we'll text you right back with a link. Click that link and you'll see a button about mortgages and downloading a mortgage app. And you can contact Jonathan from that app, find out latest mortgage news, look at current rates, all that good stuff. So go check that out, Brent. I think that'd be very helpful for you as well. And we also have lots of other show resources there as well, things, guides that you can download, ways to find out the value of your home if you're a seller, all those kinds of things. Text the word SAVVY to the number 21000, and we've got everything organized in one place for you. All right, here's another question from Dan. Dan is in Fuquay and says, we just sold our home with another agent, but I'm feeling a bit of shame or regret. I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, but a lot of our neighbors sold in a day and for way more than list price. Ours sat on the market for three weeks and sold below list price. It was kind of embarrassing as this hasn't happened to anyone else in the neighborhood. What do you think we did wrong to flop so badly? 
Interesting. You know, I guess there's a lot of backstory there, Dan, that, you know, of course, not being familiar with, you know, maybe where you listed as far as a list price and not knowing um, the marketing plan and all that good stuff. I'm not sure where things maybe went wrong, but it would be interesting to know, did your home sell at or right around what the others got for for their homes, you know, comparable wise. One thing that I tend to see is if you, of course, overpriced your home, even though it's a seller's market, you know, you won't necessarily get those multiple offers or above list price offers. So, you know, make sure that we are pricing our homes right in order to drive the most traffic to then drive more offers to drive that price up. Um, so again, Dan, I, I don't know the reason. I would say it's probably because you didn't use a cool Realty, but nah, just checking around. I don't know without looking at your specific address um, and in detail. And I know there's no turning back. You've already closed on the property. But of course, always feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to kind of look into it and give you my honest feedback on what maybe I would have done differently. Differently. Um, but I know it's kind of, again, past that point. So, you know, I would just may, say maybe next time, whenever it's time to purchase or sell a home, really do your due diligence, interview a couple of agents and make sure that you feel like you're you're making the, the very best decision um, for your situation. Yeah, it's a great question, Dan. Thanks for sending that one in. Um, sorry, it didn't go for as much as you want. But like Angie said, it'd be, you know, we don't know all the backstory there, so hard to give accurate commentary on everything. But yeah. uh, certainly good to uh, to hear your story, and thank you for reaching out. We're going to go to Raleigh and open up this question from Tiffany. Tiffany says, we have about $20,000 we can put towards some home improvements. What home upgrades would you do to increase the value of a home with that kind of budget? We wouldn't be selling this year, but a few years from now is likely. Yeah, I would always say focus on the kitchen. Um, you know, of course, we as you're driving up to the home, curb appeal is very important. Um, so maybe if you can definitely spruce up the lawn, but then the next step I would go to is the kitchen. So um, depending on like your appliances, your countertops, maybe, you know, doing some painting. So I would say, yeah, countertops, appliances, um, fresh coat of paint on the home or the interior of the home is always important. And then of course, carb appeal. So sprucing up the landscaping, I would say that's going to get you the most bang for your buck. It's a great point. And uh, Tiffany, good places to put those dollars right there. So yeah, and then it sounds like you're doing a nice time of that upgrade too, because like you'll be able to enjoy anything you upgrade still, it sounds like for a couple of years, which that's always nice when you can make a home improvement for the future, but also get some enjoyment yourself out of it. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I hated it when we sold our first home. We'd put in new countertops and made a couple of really nice and did new flooring and uh, painted the the banister and the the fireplace. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like the mantle insert or what do you call that thing? Uh -huh. the, you know, the, uh, the, the wood over the, not the mantle itself, but the whole outside section, the cover. Ah, it, the name is escaping me for whatever that thing is called. But in any event. Made all these nice upgrades <laughs> and, and, you know, and put fresh paint up on the walls and did all this stuff. And then it was like, yeah. man, this house is really shining. <laughs> right. That's how it always is, right? It's like, oh, now I don't want to move. But I, I know it, you know, really helped to get you top dollar, no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. And yeah. part of the investment was because, okay, we're going to get this back out of it. And, you know, we, we need to sell to realize that. So you probably wouldn't yes. have done all those things had you not been selling. But still, it's so funny. True. So true. When you can. It, Makes you want to stay. Having not enjoyed that the first time around when we sold our home and uh, living in it without any upgrades really and then being like man we should have it would have been nice to at least experience this exactly uh, you'll exactly en you'll enjoy that is what i'm getting at tiffany making those upgrades yes. and then uh, getting to stay in the house for a little bit and then still being able to sell it and having that boost and that help so that's great
Uh, Alice has a question to wrap us up for the week here over in Wilmington. So one of our uh, coastal folks uh, asking a question. Alice says, I'm blown away at the rental market. I had given up on buying a home after losing a bunch of bidding wars, but now I'm losing a rental bidding wars. Mm -hmm. No kidding. We tried to rent a few places recently and got turned away after someone else offered more for the home. So now I'm back to thinking I might as well buy something if I'm still going to have to battle with overpaying. I guess I don't have a question, just venting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alice, I I completely understand your frustration. Um, and you're in the same, you know, crazy market that, you know, everyone else is, unfortunately. And, you know, it's only natural that as home prices increase, the rental market will follow suit, right? And so rentals, they're able to take advantage of the overall housing market and able to increase their, you know, requirements for their, you know, monthly, what they're requiring rental lease amounts. So yeah, as home prices increase, the monthly rents or leases, those are increasing as well. So um, we are seeing that struggle too. Yeah, it's crazy, Angie. I mean, I just can't believe we're seeing like multiple offers on rental properties and people outbidding yep. each other for, for rentals. I, I didn't know that that would become a thing, you know? It is, it is. You know, and a lot of rentals are not even making it to our MLS database. Um, a lot of property management companies, they just sell them, you know, straight off of their own websites or just by incoming leads. Um, they never even get the chance to make it to the MLS MLS database to be seen by, you know, the overall public. And so, like I mentioned, you know, if you are looking for a rental, a lot of times going to the actual websites is going to be your best bet for finding that inventory because they don't necessarily make it to MLS, which then feeds to like Zillow, Realtor.com and whatnot. You're saying go to the actual rental companies websites, yeah. like the, so find just, the different property management places out there and just go directly exactly, to those sites. Exactly. Okay. Just do like a search for, you know, property managers in Cary and Raleigh, wherever the area you're considering and go to their direct sites to look at their inventory um, because those third party sites, like I mentioned, and Zillow, Realtor.com, most rentals never even make it to those sites because they are not listed in MLS. So they're not feeding through. Wow. They're Amazing. already, yeah. Yep. We, we find tenants before, you know, there's a need to put it on MLS. Gotcha. Almost, I yeah. can imagine as a, uh, I'm just guessing here, uh, let me know if I'm off base, but I'm almost guessing that like, that actually just makes life easier for you guys because you probably get inundated if you're doing rent right now with a whole bunch of applications when you yep. hit like a Zillow or some of these big mass distribution places, whereas if you just list on, you know, your own site, it's going to limit how many things you have to sort through and you're still going to find quality applicants. Sure, sure. I mean, that, that's true, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, of course, the, the goal is always looking out for the client um, and for the landlord and getting them the best price, you know, but yeah. we, we know based on stats and data, you know, where that number should be. And so if we get someone, you know, quickly who just went directly to our site or call it into our main office, you know, our landlords are happy to get it booked and get a lease in place. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128.
Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.